What up, podcast listeners? We're back on this episode with Michael Otis. He's the president at Double O Inc. He's a West Michigan man. I'm a huge fan. He has done some amazing, amazing things, projects, uh, renovations in the whole world of restoration of properties in West Michigan. And it's awesome for me as a West Michigan man to see somebody who's not only taken projects from the ground up to take old buildings to renovate them, just super, super involved in the real estate market. He's got family that's involved too. And he's just a wonderful, wonderful man who leads by example, leads with a lot of humility, leads just with the ability to work hard, to grind and to pour into your local area and local community. So I'm a huge fan. Mike Lotus, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode. Well, Mike, thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Matt. So from the pre- You even know. What's that? This is more fun than you even know, because the thing that I didn't really share with you yet is that I'm sitting out in the woods behind my house, just enjoying the beautiful scenery. So this is fun. Well, it's funny. That's the direction you went with that, because I was literally about to say before we were uh, doing this, we were on video and I was a little jealous of your background uh, and uh, the fact that you were outside and enjoying it. So the fact that you can be uh, a guest on a podcast, sit outside in the woods and do that on a Monday morning, I think you're crushing it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I have a lot to be grateful for without a doubt. <laughs> so tell me the story. would love to hear, you know, more about you, your background, kind of what's led up to today. Wow. Now understand, I'm 61 years old. That could take a very long time to answer. <laughs> we uh, as long as you need, as long as you need. <laughs> well, I, you know, I like to say, if somebody says, like, who are you? I like to say, I, I am a husband of one wife. I'm a father of eight kids. I am a grandfather of six amazing kids and uh, soon to be seven. Um, are, and I'm a, I'm a founder of companies and a builder of things. You know, it's, it's, I love to build stuff. I've often said, you know, when, when I get spare time, when I get away from work and I'm not building things at work anymore, then I go home and I build stuff. I build furniture, I, this is a hobby, stuff like that. Um, uh, love to bicycle, motorcycle, go on hikes and backpacking trips and and I love being outdoors, so hence the reason I'm out here this morning. I, I, I well, we're past morning now, but I find this my clarity place. I like that. So, eight kids. Uh, were you, were you? Has your DNA of being a builder and an entrepreneur and a a, a company starter has that changed, grown, or remained the same before and after the eight kids? Uh, it, it really hasn't changed a lot, but I, I do find that at this age, I'm nearing the point where I'm, I'm a little less aggressive. To me, success isn't as much found in, in the success of starting the next company or spending more time at work, but rather success is found when one of my grandkids sees me and their face lights up and they scream, Papa, and open their arms up and come running toward me. To me, that's, that's the, the joy of life. And so I think that my, uh, my aggressiveness or, or uh, what, you know, going at it full steam ahead to start another company or something has shifted a bit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's always, I, I, I have a couple mentors, advisors, and it's funny how um, they, I, it, it feels like I'm surrounded by entrepreneurs who either, who are either dads or moms and they either have like six to 10 kids or they have none. And I've always been curious about like, why, why don't entrepreneurs just have like two or three kids? Why do they have to have, you know, why, why is it an all or nothing? But I guess that's kind of the name of the game, right? Well, let me tell you first a little history there um, because it doesn't form it. 
I had eight kids. I got married. I'm sorry. I had four kids. I got married at 18 years old and I had four kids by the time I was 25. Um, but life does what it does. And, uh, and over the years, after 18 years of marriage, I got divorced. And then I met my, my wife, Linda, who, um, had four kids of her own. And, uh, she had four boys. I had three boys and a girl. And, I, you know, in, in real entrepreneurial fashion, I just thought, man, wouldn't it be cool to like blend this whole thing in one big mush? And uh, that would be really an amazing life experience. And it really has been. So we got married, uh, she and I got married almost 24 years ago now and blended all eight kids into one family. And we had all of them here at the house. So that was pretty insane and, and just a, a lot of fun. Um, so for our mind, for hers, for our Otis, for our O'Brien, that's significant only because of this. Our company, uh, actually two of our companies, are named after our family. Our primary company these days is Double O Incorporated, and it's Double O because our family was jokingly referred to as the Double O Clan. Um, and uh, it was uh, that company was really all about a way to spend more time at home, working from home or working with my kids, seven sons, and we do construction. So working with the, the kids in construction, um, teaching them some skills, teaching them a work ethic, hanging out, having fun doing stuff together while providing for the family instead of providing for the family away from the family. So the family had a huge impact on my business life in that respect. I love that. I want to hear, uh, I want, maybe this is a good transition right now. I want to hear about the background of all the different companies you started, whatever, you know, maybe, maybe start from the, the first one you started all the way to today and hearing a little bit more about the construction company. You willing to share that? Sure. Um, you know, I've, I've actually always done two primary things. What my, my oldest son is a partner in two of my companies and, uh, he, he has this great expression he used. So I've stolen it. I make a living in Legos and Monopoly. Um, I build stuff and I rent it out, right? So we do a lot of stuff that we build that we don't rent out, but real estate investing, real estate development, and then um, and, and construction. And the construction that I've always done specifically is around windows and doors, glass and glazing. Um, the, my, my dad was a glass installer. And so I grew up around that. And so that specialty just was sort of uh, in my DNA. Uh, so the first company I started was uh, a glass company. Uh, I, uh, my dad passed away at a pretty early age, 46, uh, at least from my vantage point, that seems early now. Um, and, uh, and so I was 22 at the time and he had a little company at his house, a little one man shop doing service work on windows for the neighborhood, uh, gun Lake area. Uh, and, and, uh, he always said he wished it could employ, it, it could, it could do more work. It'd be bigger cause he'd love to employ me in it, but he knew he never could. It couldn't handle more than one person. Well, he passed away. I helped my mom shut that company down and then immediately on the heels of that realized, you know what, I'd like to start it up again. And so I started it up in, with the same company name, but uh, under my ownership. And within a couple of years, I had like 25 people working in the same place where he said we couldn't have two working. So we just obviously approached things a little bit differently. So that was my first company. When I went through a divorce, I had an opportunity to sell that company and decided to do that. Uh, my focus was just my kids. And caring for them, I had four kids at home and doing that alone. And so um, then after, uh, after my wife and I, Linda, uh, we got married a couple years later. And um, we just felt like it was time again to start a company again. And uh, then I started a company focused on residential remodeling. And here's the ironic part. I think totally ironic is that 
in the beginning, we, we did some window work for sure because I had a lot of background in that. But we claimed we were going to do residential remodeling. We called it Double O Supply and Craftsman. Same company I have today, but today it's known as simply Double O. Uh, we didn't even have to change the name, <laughs> just, just the marketing. And, um, and in those days for years, I said, we don't do commercial glass and glazing. We don't do that work. I did it for years. I don't want to do it anymore. We don't do it. And then I realized one year, like about eight years ago, we accidentally did about a million dollars worth of it that year saying that we weren't doing it. I thought, well, I guess we should probably do it. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a terrible accident. <laughs> right. So, so ironically, here's the thing. Today, the only thing my company does is commercial glazing windows and doors, the very thing we said that we didn't do back then, referred to simply in, in commercial construction as contract glazing. The thing that we said we didn't do just like eight or nine years ago is the only thing we do today. And uh, this year, we expect to do about $10 million in that. So it's kind of ironic that, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all we do anymore. That's fantastic. So the real estate world, the, 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 the physical building of things or, or renovating things or changing things, you know, have, has that always been where your mind goes? Have you, you know, been involved in other industries or has it been specifically like sort of the building of things? Yeah, it's always been the building industry. Um, so, and then the real estate companies, the other companies have double O development that owns properties, uh, renovates properties, makes them, makes them nice, cleans them up, makes them pretty, takes an, an ugly, neglected building and makes it cool. And then, uh, holds and owns that building and rents it out. And then, um, another company, my oldest son and I started as one enterprise and, um, we, we, um, actually had a, even had a third partner at one point, a close friend of mine. Um, but he wanted to change his direction after a few years. And, and there we began buying and rehabbing the ugliest houses in a neighborhood. So we would go into, we'd identify because we're just small fry, right? So we couldn't attack a city, but we could attack a street. We could say we can have an impact on this street. And so we would start buying every house we'd get our hands on, on a street that looked to us like it was neglected. So we began in a sense saying we want to buy a neglected house, but then in short order, we said, no, we want to start buying numerous houses on a neglected street and, uh, and then see if we can't have an impact in the community, in the neighborhood. Could we possibly buy enough, rehab enough, renovate enough that we could improve the standard of living in that small area? And so we've done that in a couple of different areas and been successful. And now uh, we've we've been identifying a whole different opportunity in one enterprise, and that is uh, I say different, but it's the same idea, just a little different slant. And that's that we've identified a small town that we felt like wasn't really living up to its potential, or had a lot more potential that wasn't being utilized. And so we thought we could have a positive impact there. And that's uh, the town of Allegan. So we've been buying up properties there, and mixed use, typically commercial, residential. Uh, fixing them up or renovating, adding apartments upstairs, things like that. And, and uh, just trying to pick up the standard of the community. I love that. I love that. So, I mean, out of that whole process is the biggest joy you get out of that project is picking a neglected neighbor, you know, started with a neglected house then evolved to be, you know, a whole street, you know, is that, the change that you see afterwards? Is it the process of cleaning up something? What's kind of the, what, what fills your bucket in that whole process? I absolutely love finding an ugly old neglected building that has so much character, so much beauty in it. I heard a, an architect say one time years ago, and this really stuck with me. He said, he said, old buildings contain energy. 
They have the energy that people poured into them, craftsmen poured into them 100 years ago or more. And that energy is being left to just fall into a pile of rubble if we don't grab it, own it, fix it, restore it. And I feel like we, we really pay a great deal of respect to those craftsmen of, of decades ago when we repair and restore their properties and bring them back to a good, useful life. We bring that energy back to life. And so that's what really gets me excited. I just absolutely love doing that, finding an ugly thing and making it cool. That's amazing. So the transition from, obviously this was you really starting building these companies and then now your family in, it sounds like one of your sons and some family has been involved. You know, what's sort of the dream that you're building uh, within the, you know, taking the building metaphor, but building that with your family and the fa your family in the business world? What do you, what do you, what's your, what's your hope, your dream, or maybe you've reached it. I'd, I'd love just to kind of hear some insight on that. You know, I would say in many ways I have reached it, but I, I love working with my kids when we're able to do that. But we have a couple of kids that have poured their life into medical and I'm really proud of them. That's awesome. They probably are never going to work in our companies again. Every one of our kids have worked in our companies at different times. And that's been fantastic. Um, they are, they are excellent workers. They, um, they are very skilled people. And I can say that I'm not the least bit biased by the way, uh, but I can say that because when they came in to work in our companies, typically they did not work directly for me or for my wife. They typically worked for other managers who always knew they had the authority to fire them if necessary or discipline them or whatever needed done. Uh, and so our kids have turned into mature adults. That's, that's my vision. My dream is to see them be mature contributing adults that, you know, raise families of their own and love life and, and uh, just love what they do. So if they don't love building stuff, then I'd rather see them do something else. But quite a few of them are working with us right now. And it's a lot of fun. That's, that's so special. What's your, uh, what's the, your favorite building property uh, investment? What, what's been the one that's been the most, I guess, two questions, the most challenging and the most exciting could be one and the same. Well, um, let me throw a couple at you. One we just finished in the town of Allegan is, uh, is on Brady Street. And you look out the window and you can pretty much see the Kalamazoo River. And so that's fun. Uh, and it's an old building that had been neglected and vacant for decades. It was attempted to be turned into a children's museum, I think, at one point, and maybe a library or something. But everything always fell flat. And the city of Allegan wanted to see something done and they wanted somebody to do something. So we came in and we actually bought it from the city. We were able to take that, that building that had had apartments upstairs in it. It had four apartments around the 1920s with one common bathroom in the hallway. Uh, and then it hadn't had apartments in it since. And it had some commercial space on the ground floor, but it had been vacant for a very long time. There was a big hole in the roof. The, was leaking and deteriorating. We've been able to take that, bring it back to life. And today there are four new apartments upstairs and four families living in those apartments. And that's bringing life into that part of the city. And uh, now the main floor is going to be five retail spaces that just opened up about the time COVID hit. So what that means is not a lot of new retail happening right now. So that space is available right now, but we created a business incubator there, like five tiny little micro suites that are inexpensive to rent with common shared bathrooms and common kitchen and stuff so that um, that thing could be put together in a way where small businesses could get started in that space. And I, I think that, that's a really cool one. It's a beautiful building. I'm proud of it. It was built around the turn of the century and 
Um, but another one that comes to mind that, that I began to do, oh, five years ago or so, is on Madison Avenue, Madison and Cottage Grove in Grand Rapids. And that building was uh, built originally also around, around the turn of the century, late 1800s. It was built to be a lumber warehouse. And it was uh, 33,000 square feet, roughly, if I recall correctly. And uh, it, so it had all these huge expanses of steel sash and glass, large, uh, you know, brick building with two foot thick brick walls, amazing space. And it was neglected enough that there wasn't a piece of glass in it. It was uh, all boarded up when we bought it. We renovated that thing. Eventually, we moved our company there. And uh, we used part of it. We rented part of it out to a nonprofit, um, that, a number of nonprofits kind of coming together that uh, work in the neighborhood, helping kids in that neighborhood get their GED, kids that dropped out of school, get their GED and get some skills training for employment. At that time, their focus was construction. Imagine they were creating construction workers. And we were upstairs hiring construction workers, and they were downstairs creating construction workers. It was beautiful. But to that building, today is a home of like five different nonprofits. We've since moved our company out. We needed more space. They needed more space. I felt like they needed to be in that neighborhood even more than we did. So we moved a half mile away. Uh, but that building is now dubbed as the Grand Rapids Center for Community Transformation. And it's a beautiful space architecturally. And it's contributing to the community in a really beautiful way. And I just, I love what it was, what it is, and what it became. That's such a special like life cycle where you can appreciate the craftsmanship that was done when it was first made, you know, you said at the turn of the, you know, the late 1800s sort of thing to, to, to appreciate that, to then create it into something that affects today that ultimately is going to have a long lasting impact at tomorrow. When you stop and think of just being as, you know, with, with all due respect, being a simple builder, but to be able to have that life cycle and that vision, that's pretty special. Well, I mean, yeah, there's nothing disrespectful about saying a simple builder. I often say, hey, I'm just a window salesman. What do I know? But, That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's true. I mean, I just get to build stuff, and I love, I love building stuff. And um, so it's so much fun when I can be able to get involved and engage in a, in a property like that. And then it was such a double win because not only were we able to have a big impact on the property, but we were able to have a, an impact on the community by helping to create a space where these amazing organizations call home now and they are serving the community and serving kids that dropped out of school, helping kids become construction workers or even food service people or whatever. So it was just such a win all the way around. It was something I'm really proud of. You should be. That's special. Um, is there any remaining like big checkbox of a project that you would love to say that you've done? Like, is there any like outstanding building project, renovation project? I mean, obviously it's a deal by deal, but is there anything that you really, really would love to get your hands on and be involved in as far as at the project level? Um, well, I don't know if there's really a specific one, but what I'm really always excited about the most is the next one. Um, and that's, I suppose, typical entrepreneurial speak, but but it's true. I, I get super excited about what's that next project. So right now, my son and I just purchased three properties or are, are working toward, I should say, three properties in Allegan that uh, will be adding apartments into the upper floors and cleaning up the main floors. And so that's a really uh, cool one that we're doing right now. That's fun. Um, there's another one right next door to the 
well, no, what I'm doing right now, I should say, is, is the building that we moved our company into on South Division, right next door to the Salvation Army. This building was the uh, service center. When it was built in 1929, it was the service center for Michigan Bell. So they would run their trucks around where they would uh, work on people's telephones, uh, and they ran them out of that building. Cool building, 40,000 square foot building, built with just a great deal of interesting history and details, and I'm, I'm loving doing that. And then right next door to it, we recently bought a tire shop and uh, want to really clean that area up too because that was pretty and still is pretty rough looking. So those are the projects of the moment, and they're a lot of fun. I look forward to being able to pour more time and energy in them. But honestly, we've been too busy doing things like, you know, commercial window and door projects and dealing with COVID. So uh, we've been a little distracted lately. I feel like those projects have sat too long, but but they're a lot of fun. That's that's so that's that's awesome. Well, my, my favorite question on the planet to ask people is what is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? And the reason is, I love that question because it's not just, you know, what's the immediate thing right in front of you that's got you excited, but what's like when days are tough, when days are hard, what is it that's continuously driving you to do what you do, uh, to be involved in the things that you are, to, you know, have had some different seasons in your life and continue to have fire for what you're doing? What is it ultimately at the end of the day that gets, uh, that gets Mike Otis out of bed in the morning? Well, I think primarily just knowing that I'm having an impact in the world in a positive way. Um, we, we really look to accomplish that in a couple of ways. One is buildings we get involved in and, and neighborhoods we improve. And even, you know, in the case of uh, Allegan, maybe a community that we can help improve. But in addition to that, our, our objective in our, in our primary company, Double O, we have actually a stated company purpose. Now, we do nothing but commercial glazing window and door. Our company purpose is not actually to sell glass. Our company purpose is to grow a company where people love to work. And I'm very passionate about that because what breaks my heart is that so many people get up in the morning every day and they go to work and, and they dread it. They don't want to go there. They live for the weekend. They just want to get the week done so they can get to the weekend so they can be done working because they don't like that place. But they go there every week, year after year. And I don't like that. So I want to build a company that is a positive contributor in the lives of people. Where, where people are like, you know what, I'm a better person because I work there. I, I enjoy my life because I work there. Those people that I work with, I enjoy. I, I like to spend time with them. So for me, I get excited about getting out of bed if I know that all the people involved in my company or my companies, if they're excited when they get out of bed, then that gets me excited. Then I feel like we're doing something right. That's so good. I might, uh, I might take a note on that one for my own, for my, for my own companies as well too, because I think that's a great mission to stand behind. And if you can build things that, uh, people take ownership over themselves and, and they get joy out of it, that's, that's special beyond, you know, your wildest imaginations for your own personal life. So I, I think that's great. Um, Mike, is there anything else you want to leave the audience with? Well, I don't know. I could ramble on for hours and I don't know that I would, necessarily offer anything so nothing comes to mind but uh, thank you so much for the time and opportunity to gap for a little bit absolutely and uh for people who want to either reach out to your company or maybe follow along some of the buildings is there a good way for them to either reach out to your uh maybe a company website or something like that that they can go to sure uh our company website is double o inc.com of course standing for double o incorporated so it is the word double it's not two o's it's the word double the letter o inc.com. And uh, on there, uh, there's lots of pictures of projects we've done, uh, projects we're doing, 
links on there. If somebody actually wanted to get a hold of me, um, here's here's a secret. You can even get my email address just by popping on there and clicking to the personnel page. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Feel free to reach out if anybody has questions or thoughts. That's fantastic. Well, Mike, thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. It was fun.